Hello, and welcome to the Patterson Perspective Podcast. I'm Noah. And I'm Levi. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to give a shout out to Grace Evans. And she really wanted us to plug her her Instagram handle. So go follow her. Go follow her at grace.evs. That's E-V-S. Yes. And Levi, we'll hand it over to you for the random fact of the week. Yeah, so the random fact of the week is that in 1952, mm-hmm. the first, the world's first open heart surgery was performed here in Minis- in the University of Minnesota Hospital. Oh, really? Ever. Yep. First open heart surgery. Yep. In the world. That's pretty interesting. Yep. Huh. Yep, it's pretty interesting. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Like in right nineteen, before. wait, that's nineteen fifty-two. So they didn't even have that during World War Two. Nope. Huh. I guess people that got stuff in their heart just died. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Interesting fact. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like a really morbid turn. Yeah. Let's. 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 Yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to spread love and positivity. That boys. is right. That's right. All right. So. Today, we want to talk about missionary kids, and we're going to use the term, or I guess abbreviation, MK, Yep. from here on out, because that's just what we say. MK and PK is pastor's kid. And then TCK is third culture kid. And so, Levi and I were missionary kids, and today, we have the great honor of having one of our good friends, yes, sir, Juliana Mitten. I call her Jules. Um, so yep. in case I, yeah, for her is that. But Jules, um, would you mind just giving us a short background? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, so, like Noah was just saying, my name is Juliana. Um, I was born in Florida and raised there until I was ten as a pastor's kid, so PK. Um, and then um, my father felt called to the mission field. And so on my 10th birthday, I left the United States for the first time um, when we moved to Costa Rica to learn some Spanish before moving to Honduras, where we spent, um, my family was there for almost 10 years. And I came back before they left Honduras to go to college. So I was there um, around se- six years. So. Um, that's a little bit about my background overseas. And then I went to Cedarville University, just graduated with a degree in nursing, and I'm engaged to get married this summer. Congratulations. Wow. I mean, I already knew all that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That's super exciting. Yeah, I'm actually going to be shooting her wedding, Lord willing, um, as yes, long sir. as things don't get insanely crazy here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things yes, change every day. God is still good. Yes, indeed. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to start off with some questions for you, Jules. Well, it's actually all going to be questions. Well, it's all going to be questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna just, but we're going to start the questions. So the okay. first question is from me, and it's, what was the biggest blessing about growing up as an MK? Well, that's, that's a really loaded question because I think every day I kind of wake up and I would say maybe a different answer to that. Um, and like, I think as I get older, I see and appreciate certain blessings of my time there in new ways as well. So Mm -hmm. as I've been in school, I really appreciated the fact that I had, 
um, experience with other cultures because it helped me adapt to college life a lot better mm-hmm. than maybe some some others that had never left home or anything like that. I was able to fend for myself a little bit better and um, felt a little bit more confident in change. Um, so that was like a blessing that I just recently saw in college and stuff. But I think one of the overall blessings that I would say I appreciate the most is the way it taught me to appreciate and enjoy the global church instead of just the local church. Um, It gave me an opportunity to just worship with people that I never would have known or really Mm. shared anything in common with except for Christ. Mm. And that is something that continually is a huge blessing for me and has made it so that I'm passionate about missions today, even when I'm back in the United States. Hmm. That's really good. Yeah. 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 I I think I definitely relate to that. I don't know about you, Levi, but yeah, it's like definitely something different about going to a whole nother culture and worshiping Mm -hmm. in a whole nother culture in a whole nother language. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, It was like, it was so cool because like my heart became so knit to some of those believers that like they actually felt like family you know it wasn't mm. just like oh those are great people in a different countries that i love but it's truly that fellowship and family in christ that was super neat and we would call some of them like tia and dio which is aunt and uncle and mm-hmm. they literally felt like aunt and uncle because of the bond that we had to christ which was so neat too so i don't know i think that that continues to just be an amazing blessing yeah yeah that's great that's really cool yeah culture is an interesting thing because i think many people like unless you leave your own culture you don't really understand culture so it, it's it's an interesting thing so yeah uh, i like that mm. yeah uh so i have a question what is something you wish people understood about you as an mk Ooh. That's a hard question. I think that that depends on different stages of life. Yeah. Is that talking uh, about after like, she... different situations? What were you saying, Levi? I was just asking if like he meant that as like after she already moved after you already moved back to the United States. Or... I think yeah. So mostly like just there's things that I wish people would understand about me as an MK living here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming from a different culture, different background. Like I, my culture isn't really Honduran and it's not really American and. So it's kind of like a third culture, third culture kid, you know, kind of culture. But, um, yeah. but then also, also like a pastor's kid, and it's a lot. There's a lot in there. Yeah. And so yeah, we think differently than people. Yeah. So, I guess what is yeah, with that as the yeah. background, what's something that you wish people understood about you? Yeah, I think I like to preface that kind of question with also realizing that. There's a lot that I don't understand about others. And mm-hmm. everybody, to mm-hmm. some extent, falls into some kind of subcategory. So yeah. I have to be careful when I think of myself as a missionary kid and that's my identity. Um, because that can definitely lead me down some paths of feeling isolated or left out. So I think when I listen to that question, like it's a good question to ask because there are times that people really want to know how can I help a missionary kid mm-hmm. feel more at, at home or what what do I need to understand about my friend or my roommate at college or mm-hmm. something like that who who is a missionary kid um but at the same time I have to ask the same question back 
what do I wish that I knew about other people? That maybe because I'm a missionary kid, it's maybe blinding me to some of their hardships or their personality hmm. interests. So I think the question goes both ways. I yeah. have to think about it both ways. That's so good. Um, but to answer your question, I think I think one thing that while I was on the field, I really struggled with that I felt like people just didn't understand right was the fact that mission kids are just as much sinners as everybody else's kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we would come back on furlough to the united states furlough is like that word that we use when missionary kids come back to the united states or they're sending country to visit the churches that support them and so you come back and it's supposed to be a time of rest but you actually don't rest that much you travel <laughs> no. and you visit all the churches that support you that's <laughs> the joke inside are. missionary <laughs> families it's not yeah. furlough is not a rest but yeah, yeah. continue oh, no. no it's not <laughs> so like i think during those times of fake rest i would <laughs> struggle so bad in my flesh because you like it's hard to go to different churches and you don't really know the people there. And mm-hmm. um, it was easy to get in this trap of almost feeling fake and just like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Cause you stand in front of this church and you talk about your ministry and everybody's smiling and everybody's looking cute. And people come up to you afterward and just ask like, Oh, you guys are just so amazing. And we pray for you every day. And we're just so glad that God has made you guys to just be so sweet and Mm. so godly. We wish our kids could be like you. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, you have no idea. I am, I need discipleship and I need people to Mm -hmm. know me well enough to tell me where I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's one thing I wish people understood more about missionary kids is that, yeah, we have experiences and yeah, uh, it's full but full-time ministry partners need people to love them and know them well enough to also know that they're not perfect mm-hmm. mm. yeah well, that's actually really good that's actually really good like i i can't tell you how much i like i relate to that because just like, like you what you're saying <laughs> like you go to all these different churches when you go on furlough and you have so many people come up to you and tell you that they're praying for you or that just like how how much of a blessing you're being to to the people you're ministering to and just like they always I feel like I always was like kind of like when you go to a church you're kind of like hyped up Mm -hmm. and but then like I always remember just thinking like man like it actually every time I that would happen I feel like it would just like really hit me and I would just be like I am like I am not perfect like I am Mm -hmm. a sinner like and it always just like make me think of all the ways that I've failed and sinned in my life Mm -hmm. um And that's really tricky because, like, you don't want to discourage people from encouraging missionaries, you know? Yeah. Right? So it's really tricky because you you do, I don't know, it's it's kind of, it's almost natural, right, to go up to missionaries and say, like, oh, you know, I have your picture on my refrigerator Mm -hmm. and I'm praying for you and, but then also, I don't know, you, it's, it's a tricky situation. You don't want to go the other way and just say you're amazing and everything you do is awesome like because that's yeah especially if you don't know them right if you don't really know their heart and you've just heard about what they do (laughs) it's tricky yeah yeah and i think sometimes like many of the times i felt 
like nobody knew me enough to see my sins and like I mm-hmm. almost wanted that discipleship mm-hmm. but the reverse also suddenly happened a lot where I would listen to what they were saying about me being you know so godly and good mm-hmm. and like the fact that our family was in ministry and then that could puff me up and have this like false sense of spiritual security mm-hmm. so you know we get out of the church and get back into the car and drive to the next church and the whole car ride we're like arguing in the back and instead of actually addressing my selfishness it was easy for me to like shove it aside and be like it's okay we're missionaries you know Mm -hmm. like we're in a tough stressful situation right now and we are doing good ministry for god so like it's okay if we're cranky right now and so like it goes it either made me feel super alone and like nobody was there to help me walk in my personal growth um or it made me feel really puffed up and kind of like I don't need anybody because I actually know what's going on and like I'm a missionary kid Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's really good and that thank you so much for what you're saying Juliana because like I definitely relate to that and I think Noah relates to that Mm -hmm. as well yeah um so yeah that's that's really good um, so, but let's, let's move on to our next question. Okay. It's what is something you learned from being an MK? I learned so many things. I think. I know it's hard to pick just one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause it's well, like your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your life. But yeah, it's. There's, or like, yeah. what do you think? Like, what do you think is like one thing, maybe just like one, one or two of the, like the biggest things that you can look at your life as an MK and be like, yeah, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to realize that or mm. learn that mm-hmm. if I wasn't an MK or not living in another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I could have learned this in some ways staying here, but I definitely see how God taught me so much of this and opened my eyes to my need, but just my selfishness. Mm-hmm. Like, I think being overseas for as long as we were, really showed me in on multiple occasions just how deep rooted my my selfishness goes latino culture is very much a drop by any time and mm-hmm. late night partying um and i'm honestly an introvert at heart i love my quiet journaling time and mm-hmm. so <laughs> sometimes the culture itself just went against my grain and I, there were so many times that I remember like somebody would knock on the door and in my heart I was like I have no desire to go spend time with them right now like I we were up late last night partying and and doing ministry at church and I just want some me time and it was through those times that I remember like my family my parents were really good about fostering our hearts to realize that our our calling is to follow Christ and to take up the cross and sometimes that's in the small little dyings every day mm-hmm. it's not always laying your life down you know when we think of missionaries we think sometimes of like the, the great missionaries like Jim Elliott Nate Saint you know lost their life on the mission field but mm-hmm. yeah all all Christians, missionaries in the United States or missionaries overseas, are called to take up the cross daily. And that's in the small things of how we respond mm-hmm. to the doorbell ringing 
or how we respond to the power going out or water not being um, not running or mosquitoes and bugs and <laughs> any of those things those are, those are daily dyings and that's part of the sanctification process so i'm super thankful for the way that being overseas helped reveal that and man i need to grow that in selflessness still every day and man <laughs> we're just selfish creatures so yeah yeah that's really good and um i feel like i failed to see that like I failed to be impacted that way in Honduras but I've I've definitely noticed that with this coronavirus it's just like mm. how much you can focus on yourself and just like man I don't have what I want or I don't have what I need um but it's definitely like even it's it's not like you were saying Jules it's not just something that's missionaries that's something that mm-hmm. everybody needs to do just take up their cross daily and follow Christ and be selfless mm-hmm. so that's really good yeah. yeah 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 that's i mean i feel like i'm learning right now <laughs> you know <Yeah>. Same. <laughs> so convicting Same. <laughs> um well moving right along here we go it's hard to like move from question to question but for the sake of time we okay. need to <laughs> but man some of these i really just want to yeah. sit in for a good 45 minutes yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> um so yeah jules what advice so let me actually preface this question. So, Lord willing, there will be a whole bunch of missionary kids coming off the field to college this fall. Mm, and yeah. you were one of those four years ago. And, I, I mean, I, I came. I didn't go to college. Levi came. He didn't go straight to college. But And so this, this will also apply to missionary kids who aren't going to college. But just for the sake of where we are right now for those what advice would you give to mk's getting ready to move stateside yeah well oh um i don't know what you guys think about this but i think sometimes missionary kids can have one of two responses to leaving the mission field it can either be one of just like heartbroken i don't want to go you're making me leave this is my home what are you doing mm-hmm. or other missionary kids tend to respond almost in the opposite way like okay finally i'm free i'm gonna go do my own thing i'm an adult now mm-hmm. no more of this like third world culture stuff um whichever kind of mk you might lean towards being my recommendation is to remember that um the mission field cannot be your identity and college or the united states or wherever you're going cannot be your identity so Hmm. you can't find satisfaction or solve all loneliness from staying on the mission field or leaving the mission field And so um, I think my biggest recommendation is just check your heart because everybody's going to move to different states, different colleges, the culture is going to be different. So some of those recommendations for life are pertinent to, you know, what culture you're kind of moving into. But I think the biggest thing is check your hope and your heart 
because where your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be. And where mm. your treasure is, that's what you're going to put your energy in pursuing. And so for me personally, I had a really hard time coming off the mission field because I, I needed me overseas. And that was home. And I didn't want to be in the United States. I wanted to stay there. And my parents made me come to the United States, made me go to college. Um, I'm a good, obedient <laughs> kid, so I came. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of kicking, and, kicking and screaming inside, honestly. And I went through the first year of school working myself into a frenzy. Um, I got involved. I went to a Christian college, so I got involved in all the ministries possible. I found a ministry with international, um, working with refugees, which was amazing, super helpful to find something that was kind of like my speed. Um, but I got involved in everything. I worked really hard, studied really hard, got good grades, but I was working, um, almost to prove to myself that like I was still worth something to God Mm. while being in the United States. And I think it was because my identity had been wrapped up in who I was before God as a missionary kid. And I ultimately deep down inside felt like it was not as holy to be in the United States studying. And that was wrong. I was really wrong. It was just not the right gospel that I was preaching to myself. And so mm. through time, um, sophomore year, I had a really hard year and God used that to break me and to show me the fact that um, who I am before him is not dependent on what I do for him. Um, mm. And yet I also need him. And so, you know, whether you're the missionary kid that might feel like, man, I've been a good missionary kid and I'm serving God passionately. I don't want to leave. Um, or if you feel like I don't need God, none of this religious stuff, I'm free finally. Like you actually do need him, but you need him. You don't need ministry. Um, and so I love the, I love the story that Jesus tells of like Mary and Martha in scripture. I think sometimes the missionary kid can very, very quickly become Martha who mm -hmm. gets so mm -hmm. busy making yeah. the food for Jesus that he forgets to actually sit down at the table with him. Mm. And I, I relate yeah. to that so much. So take the time. I was in my, my big recommendations is if God's sending you back to the United States, be still and have peace in it. Don't worry. Don't be anxious about the ministry that you're you're leaving, but get involved where you're at and make friends, like actual friends. Mm -hmm. um, and get involved and, and you'll make it. You're going to be fine, but keep living selflessly. Don't feel like just because you've left the mission field means you can turn off your sanctification progression mm. um if you actually love jesus then you're gonna keep having to die to self and that continues once mm -hmm. you come to the united states too mm. so yeah yeah i guess that's like a huge big answer but no that's so good that's yeah really thank good. you i i really appreciate that um and really uh guys we're we're doing this episode because we want you guys, I know some of you are missionary kids, and we want you to feel encouraged, and hopefully you do. Yeah. Uh, we don't normally speak directly to the audience like this, so this is a little <laughs> weird. But, <laughs> but yeah. honestly, and if you know a missionary kid, 
uh, like a, who is a friend or maybe you know some missionary kids who are coming back this fall please feel free to share this with them and i don't say that like oh you know we need all the subscribers we can get even no. though we'll probably ask you to subscribe in a second uh, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly we've been praying that this will be uh, an encouraging episode to uh missionary kids and friends and family of missionary kids as well yeah yeah i totally agree with that noah and thank you so much jules for joining us all your answers were very encouraging and i hope they're and i'm sure they'll be encouraging to everybody else that's listening to this podcast um but now has come the time for plugs here it goes (laughs) (laughs) so now we're gonna ask you to subscribe so um please subscribe and to patterson perspective podcast you can find us on any um podcast apps and you can find us on instagram at patterson patterson underscore perspective and i'm at ndpattz on instagram and twitter yep and i'm at levi dot p-a-t-t-9 levi.pat9 and jules do you want to share your instagram or no you don't have to share it with everyone but if you want to <laughs> i don't even remember my instagram handle I you think... guys okay <laughs> That's a no. i think it's jules katringa yeah so I... that would be j-u-l-e-s-c-a-t-r-i-n-g-a and if you're curious about why that is it's a missionary kid thing yeah we can explain that <laughs> maybe later yeah maybe um so we do have a review let's go and so let's read this review guys if you give us a review on apple podcasts we will read it so i actually haven't read this yet but it's from baruch six which i'm pretty sure is josiah yeah that's our brother's so, name, so. <laughs> i don't know anyone else in baruch uh so it says it's called love and positivity if you are looking for something interesting to listen to then look no further Growing up in a large family, traveling all over the world, and having been missionary kids, the Patterson Bros do a great job of casting interesting topics on the pod. When I listen to this Christian duo, ooh, Christian duo, I like that. I I feel like I am part of their conversation, yes. And I'm always excited to hear what they are going to say as they seek to spread love and positivity. Love and positivity. Let's go. Especially during this quarantine and pandemic. Okay, thanks, Josiah. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. We got to give Josiah some, like, love right now, because I, I feel like we made fun of him a little bit in the last two yeah. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks, bro. We yeah, love you. We really do love him, and thank him for all the good, um, the good, uh, what do you call it? We got to have him on the pod sometime. The good encouragement and uh, setting a good example for us. He's yeah. our oldest brother, so he's always set a good oldest example. Oldest brother. Yep. You know what that's like, Jules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the brother Not the brother part. Well, oldest sibling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oldest, older yeah. siblings are a blessing. Yeah, they are. Yep. Alrighty, but catch us next time here on the Patterson Perspective. Mm-hmm.